0: Yo, this is Axel Rose of Guns and Roses. Hey, this is Carmen Electra. Hi, this is Daryl Strawberry. What up, though? This is Big Snow Deal double G. Hi, this is Don Salad. Hey, yo, Hulk Hogan here. What's up? This is Beyoncé. I got a great show lined up for y'all. Hey, yo, yo, yo! Let's get this party started. The Sports Beat. You know what? Let's keep it hot. The Sports Beat. is off the chain, man. Ah, yeah. The Sports Beat. Download the podcast now. You're listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. And a good morning out there in West Georgia. And welcome to a special Labor Day edition of The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. I hope that everybody had a great weekend. I know I did. It was fun. And I called my first game on Friday night. And I got to tell you, that's my world now. I love high school football. I'll talk a little bit about that. And we have a great show for you. It was a weekend of college football, and one thing I enjoy is getting to watch games from start to finish. started with the Oklahoma-Tulane game. Tulane almost pulled off the upset. You got Alabama that has not skipped a beat. Bryce Young looked incredible. And then you got Georgia beating Clemson, biggest win in their program in three years. Going to talk about Georgia and where they stand in the rankings. And I'm also going to talk about the Braves, the pennant race. We've got 25 games to go. The Giants and Dodgers, they were on Sunday night. I'm going to talk about the United States national team with a disappointing 1-1 draw to Canada. This is not helping their World Cup case. If they want to make the World Cup, they need to start winning some games. But let's get right into Georgia. You don't want to miss this because I had the local teams on here. Georgia Tech really stunk it up. Really. I, I actually think they're in danger of losing to Kennesaw State next week. But congratulations to the Georgia Bulldogs. They beat the number five ranked Georgia Bulldogs, beat the number three ranked Clemson Tigers. It was. Power on power. Strength on strength. Both defenses are great. I didn't know what to think. Is Clemson really this bad, or is Georgia's defense just historic? Clemson could not get anything going on offense. DJ Uyagalele was sacked seven times. Georgia had a pick six. Georgia did not score an offensive touchdown. JT Daniels looked average at best. And Zamir White got going with 14 carries for 78 yards. But the story was Georgia dominated in the trenches on defense and Clemson is now in trouble. I think they're out of the race for the college football playoff because this was their one quality opponent on their schedule and now it's all up in the air. What did this program do for Georgia? It it catapulted them to the number two ranking, I believe. When the new rankings come out, it's going to be Alabama one and Georgia number two. And number three could be either a toss-up between Ohio State, Texas A&M, Oklahoma. I don't think Clemson's going to drop off that far. They might go down. Down to six, but Georgia can run the table, and I think that this Georgia team is only going to get better, especially on the offensive side of the football, when they get their vertical passing back. I think they're going to get back Dominique Blaylock, George Pickens, who tore his ACL back in March. He could be back at the end of the season. The vertical passing is what Georgia needs to win a national championship, and a lot of Georgia fans are hungry. They have not won the national championship since 1980, they got very close in 2018 with that 26 to 23 overtime loss to the University of Alabama it seems like Alabama has had their number Nick Saban has dominated his assistance but Kirby Smart has gotten the closest. I really think this is Georgia's year, but if they play Alabama either in the SEC championship or in the college football playoff, there will be demons that will be exercised and it might get in Georgia's head. I'm not saying Georgia's better than Alabama. I'm saying their path to the national championship is a lot easier, especially with Alabama having a go at Texas A&M. Texas A&M is a top five team. On the road, a top five team, that is a very tall task. I still think Bama can do it. They got to play Florida in the swamp and they got to play Auburn in Auburn. The one thing that impressed me the most about Alabama is they did not skip a beat with Bryce Young. He came out and Alabama showed, like, you look at Alabama, they lost their offensive of coordinator. They lost Mac Jones. They lost Devonta Smith. They lost Jalen Waddell. They lost Najee Harris. They lost all that talent to the NFL. And yet they put up. 27 points on Miami in 15 minutes like it was no thing. Yes, Miami's defense has struggled in big games last year. And I thought they were going to make this game competitive with Derek Keene and all the experience he has going into this game. Boy, I whiffed on this game. I actually thought Miami was going to make it close. But Alabama gets ready for these games. A 44-13 victory. Alabama looked flawless. As Bryce Young threw for four touchdown passes, he was 27 of 38 for 344 yards. They didn't really have much of a running game going, but one thing that Alabama did, the turning point of this game was when Miami kicked the field goal and they were only down 27 to 3. Miami had the ball to start the second half. They went forward on fourth down at the 1, and they didn't get it. So Alabama is backed up at their 1-yard line. And Bryce Young threw a 94-yard touchdown pass to Jamison Williams. Jamison Williams, he's not even their best receiver. He's a junior. Alabama had two receivers in the NFL, Jalen Waddell and Devonta Smith. The year before that, they had Henry Ruggs III and Jerry Judy. How is Alabama getting all these big-time wide receivers to play for the Crimson Tide? Now, say what you want. The schedule's going to get tougher. But Alabama deserves to be number one, and it wouldn't shock me If they won the national championship again, but if you're taking the field, I think the college football projections have them at a 44% chance of winning the whole thing. So that means that the field actually looks a lot better. There's really, in my opinion, there's only one team that can beat Alabama, and that's Georgia. Everybody else are pretenders. Georgia has had Alabama on the ropes the last three times. That Georgia has faced Alabama, Georgia has had them on the ropes, has taken an early lead on Alabama, has forced a turnover. I don't know what it is about situational football where it gets in Kirby Smart's head and they start getting conservative. What happened last year was Stetson Bennett threw an interception, and that was just the difference in the game. And then the long pass to Jalen Waddle. Other than that, it was a very competitive game to start that second half. And, of course, we all know the story. We all know the story about 28-14 in the SEC Championship and the second and 26 with Alabama. Georgia had a 20-7 lead in the National Championship game. Georgia fans are optimistic, but I think the best path to the national championship is to avoid having to play Alabama. Let's say Alabama loses to Texas A&M and Texas A&M runs the table. There's a possibility that Alabama might not even get into the SEC championship because you have other teams in the SEC West that are a lot tougher than the teams in the East. Right now, Georgia has a very easy schedule all the way to the SEC championship game. The only game I'm starting to worry about is the game at Auburn because Tank Bigsby looked really good. Bo Nix, he's a junior. Auburn, in that Brian Hartson offense, scored 60 points against Act. against Akron. I know it was Akron, but their big test is coming up in 2 weeks when they have to go to Happy Valley to take on Penn State. And how about those Penn State Nittany, Nittany- how about those Penn State Nittany Lions? Getting the victory over Wisconsin 16 to 10 at Camp Randall Stadium, that is a big win for their program. I'm disappointed with Oklahoma. I know they beat Tulane, but to allow Tulane to come back and to allow Tulane to come back into that game after recovering the onside kick. Oklahoma's defense, where has their defense been all game? And all of a sudden, their defense decides to show up when Tulane has a chance to win the game. I think Oklahoma should get punished, and that should drop them in the rankings. Going to talk about the local teams. This has got to be an embarrassment if you're a Georgia Tech fan. Losing to Northern Illinois 22-21 when Northern Illinois did not win a single game last year. Jeff Collins is out as the coach. This is going to be his final year. Georgia Tech, it's been an embarrassment of a program since Paul Johnson retired. I really wish they could just go back to the triple option. At least that was fun and they were in games. Georgia Tech has no pride. They have no drive. And they might lose to Kennesaw State next week. Oh, yes. Kennesaw State, a powerhouse in the FCS, could beat Georgia Tech next week. I've seen it happen before with these FCS schools beating FBS schools. We had a handful of them, including Montana beating Washington. You also had East Tennessee State beating Vanderbilt 23-3. Are you kidding me? Vanderbilt does not deserve to be in the SEC. Swap them out with Memphis because this is a joke. Vanderbilt has been a joke of a program since James, Frank- since James Franklin left them. This is unbelievable, and I don't think they're going to win a single game this year. And I'm including that game against Stanford because Stanford's been a joke of a program too after that blunder against Kansas State 24-7. to I just love college football. This is the greatest time of the year Friday night, we had a big upset. Virginia Tech beat North Carolina seventeen to ten. Are you saying overrated just yet? The Tar Heels—they were ranked tenth because Sam Howell is a Heisman favorite, and he was scheduled to be one of the front runners for the Heisman Trophy and possibly number one pick in the NFL draft. Probably not. You also had Oregon—a scary situation with Oregon. They beat Fresno State 31 to 24 but in the game Their talented defensive end, Thibodeau, went out with an injury. Hopefully, he will be back. He is projected to be the number one pick in the NFL draft in 2022. And Oregon has a big test next week going up against Ohio State. That should be fun. Congratulations to Steve Sarkeesian for getting his victory as the Texas Longhorns defeated Louisiana 38-18. No surprise there, but the big surprise was UCLA beating LSU 38-27. I watched this game. This was the nightcap. It was on Fox. Ed Orgeron's in trouble. LSU, I know they get a pass because they won the national championship two years ago. But LSU looks really bad. And LSU and UCLA controlled the line of scrimmage from start to finish. 38-27. to And Chip Kelly has got UCLA at 2-0. And maybe, just maybe, UCLA is a lot better than people think. Yesterday, Notre Dame got a win over Florida State, 41-38 in overtime. But the story in this game was McKenzie Milton. This is a really feel-good story. If you ever remember McKenzie Milton, he was the quarterback at UCF. He got just a horrendous injury back in 2018. Doctors said he would never walk again. And he comes in and registers two touchdown drives to get Florida State back in this game. And what can I say about this story? I think that he should be the starter going forward. He looked really good. He looked poised. And I'm rooting for him. I don't necessarily like Florida State, but I'm rooting for Mackenzie Milton. All right, we do have one final game tonight and the Chick-fil-A kickoff. You got Ole Miss taking on Louisville. Of course, Lane Kiffin's not going to be in this game because he's out with COVID. Ole Miss, they got Doral back as their quarterback. Ole Miss, Ole Miss should be able to win this game. I am excited about the NFL as we got the Dallas Cowboys taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Thursday night. The Houston Texans officially named Tyrod Taylor the starting quarterback and I had my fantasy draft over the weekend. Of course I'm playing in a public league because I can't get co-workers or people from church to play with me but that's okay. With uh, my first pick I was able to get yeah, who who did I get with my first pick? I got Derrick Henry with my first pick so hopefully Derrick Henry has a good season. I know Christian McCaffrey was ranked number one and my quarterbacks are Josh Allen and lamar jackson so i'm hoping to have a good fantasy season i won my league back in 2019 pre pandemic that's always great high school football over the weekend was fun i called my first game Unfortunately, Russell County lost to Park Crossing 23-21. to It was fun and exciting and a lot of fans out there and I appreciated the support and that game was actually televised on Beam TV Channel 7 in East Alabama. Looking at the teams that are really starting to stand out because we've had three weeks already. The Cavaliers from Callaway High School look head and shoulders better than any team in the region and they're a 2A program. Callaway had a very impressive win over hard And the teams that they have beaten so far, a 6A team from Alabama, Opelika, a 4A team from Georgia, Troop County, and a 4A team from Columbus in Hardaway. So Callaway, once they start their region play, they look to defend their state title once again. Although Fitzgerald is ranked one, according to maxpreps.com, and that was the program that Callaway beat in the state title last year. So the new segment I'm going to have on the show is I'm going to go over my top five teams from Georgia and my top five teams from Alabama for the Chattahoochee Valley. So the criteria is they got to be from West Georgia, like LaGrange, Columbus, and then East Alabama, like Opelika, Auburn, Phoenix City. So here we go. My top five teams from Georgia. Clearly, the number one team in this region is Callaway. Callaway's three and 0 They're looking really sharp. My number two team is Carver. Now, Carver is 2-1. and one. They did lose to Lee County out of Leesburg in the Corky Kell Classic, but they came out with a strong performance against their rival against Spencer, and then they defeated Spring Valley out of South Carolina in the Cam Newton Classic. Carver is looking good. It gets a little bit easier. They have to take on Columbus. My number three team in the West Georgia region is North Side. Northside north had a very impressive win over columbus their game against lagrange was canceled because of covid but they bounced back and beat spencer they're 2-0 and they take on shaw this thursday night a rare it's a it's a thursday night game because there's only two high school stadiums in columbus there's aj mcclung and there's connect stadium well you already got a team playing friday so shaw is going to take on north on thursday yeah i might even go to that game But that is going to be fun. So my fourth team in West Georgia is going to be LaGrange. LaGrange off to a 2-0 start after beating Lee Upson. After beating Upson Lee and then McIntosh, they are 2-0 and they are looking good. And then finally, the team from this region that I'm going to put in my top five is St. Anne's Pacelli. Now Pacelli is a Pacelli is a private Class A school, but they look pretty impressive, and they're high on the rankings according to maxpreps.com, so I'm going to go ahead and include them in my rankings. All right, the top five teams from Alabama. This is a lot easier because I'm a little bit more familiar with the Alabama schools because I call games for Russell County. But the number one team right now, and it is neck and neck, these two teams are on a collision course. To play each other, October first. But my number one team, and I'm not trying to be biased because I live in Columbus, is Central. Central has been dominant from the start, beating Smith Station, their big rival, fifty-six to nothing. They beat Eufaula thirty-three to nothing the pre- previous week, and then they beat Peach County, a team from Georgia that's a three A team that's a very high ranked team in Georgia. So Central looks really good. Caleb Nix is their quarterback. They are just a machine right now, and they are just bulldozing anybody in their way. Now Auburn looks pretty impressive as well. They're three and zero. They're my second ranked team. Auburn beat their longtime rival Opelika. They beat Prattville in a shoot. They beat they beat Prattville over the weekend, twenty to fourteen. Their first game was a forty five nothing drubbing of Park Crossing. But Auburn is is ranked high in the state rankings. They're ranked number 4 behind Thompson, Hewitt-Trustville, and Hoover. My third-ranked team, they started 0-2, but they came back and they beat Sidney Lanier, is Opelika. Opelika, one of the top teams in the region, and they are one of the favorites in 6A Region 2. They got a big game this Friday as they will take on Eufala. My number 4 team in the Alabama region is Glenwood. The Gators out of Glenwood, I know they're 1-2, but they're one of the top schools in uh, private schools for Phoenix City. They had a huge upset loss to Lee Scott Academy, 23-22. But Glenwood is set to va- bounce back. They will take on Valiant Cross Academy this Friday, and they are looking pretty good. Now, my final team for this region not trying to be biased, but I'm going to put Russell County number five in my list, and here's why: is because they're two and one. They looked really good against Smith Station. They had a forfeit win over Barber County. Losing to Park Crossing, they had some great plays, and they they could have won that game. So they were a couple plays away from being three and zero. The big test is taking on Valley this week. Uh, their quarterback cam Dooley and then they come back to seal to take on Lee out of Montgomery none of the teams from 6a that are from Montgomery I had on this list because I was only including the local teams in the Chattahoochee Valley so it's pretty simple central Auburn Opelika Glenwood and Russell County if I left anybody off I mean There's no disrespect to Beauregard. I think Beauregard has a very good program. I think Smith Station, they're one and two. They had a very impressive win over Columbus, but the tiebreaker was that Russell County did beat Smith Station. If there's anybody else that I missed, uh, you know, just let me know. But really, that's. uh That's my list for the the teams in Alabama. Lynette. Lynette's a pretty good program. That's another team that I could have put on there. I just love high school football, and it is going to be fun as we get into week four. This is the time of the year where we just got football everywhere including locally here, of course, Georgia State lost to Army. You had Georgia Southern beating Gardner-Webb. You had LaGrange College losing to Birmingham Southern, and they have a big game this uh, Saturday, their home opener against Barry College. I'm just happy to see LaGrange College playing football. They had their season completely canceled last year because of COVID. Major League Baseball, the playoffs are just Around They are Major League Baseball. The playoffs are around the corner with about 25 games left to go. The Braves had a very impressive win, 9-2 over the Rockies. And right now, they are one and a half games above the Phillies at this time. And right now, they are two games above the Phillies at this time. But the big pennant race is the Giants and the Dodgers. They played last night on ESPN Sunday Night Baseball, and the Giants... Used their bullpen to knock off Walker Buehler, and the Giants were able to get the win six to four. Despite Albert Pujols hitting a two-run homer in the top of the ninth inning, the Giants were able to get the victory. They are currently one game ahead of the Dodgers in the NL West. They were going into this series tied and they had a three-game series and the Giants took two of three. The Giants have owned the Dodgers this regular season, but it's not about the regular season. They, They will face each other in the postseason and home field advantage could be critical, especially when the Giants would like to get an extra game in their home park going up against that elite pitching. I feel the Giants have elite pitching themselves, so it should be a fun series. All right, before I close the show, I just want to say I'm very disappointed in the United States men's national team that suffered a one-to-one draw against Canada. When I mean suffered, this is a team they should have beat. So now they have two draws going into World Cup qualifying. When you have Mexico beating Costa Rica, that's not getting it done. The United States is in danger of missing out on another World Cup because the teams that are going to qualify are Mexico, Costa Rica, and Honduras. That leaves the door open for somebody else, like Canada, If Canada starts getting wins, that's it. The United States is going to be out of the World Cup. And I know goalie Zach Steffen was out because of COVID. Christian Pelusic out because of COVID. It's been a really weird season. But the United States men's national team, they have got to step it up and win these games. I am seriously disappointed in them. Well, that's it. That's all the time I have on the show. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. We are just growing the audience and that is what it is all about thank you for listening liking and subscribing to my podcast and my facebook channel i will be back tomorrow so stay tuned for tomorrow's show and i hope that everybody has a great day bye everybody you've been listening to the sports beat with richard holdry we invite you to download and subscribe